You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We are live. Yay. All right. It's another episode of 16-Bit, and I hope I didn't cut myself off when I... Hit that record button. Do apologize, folks. So uh, it's another weekend, and it's your host here, Filthy Casual, along with my co-host here, 16-Bit, and that's the founding father. Um, I just realized if we go ahead and shorten it, it would be FC and FC. Well, no, no. It would be, yeah. Yeah, like, well, kind of, because you got founding father Chris, right? So it would be FFC and FC. You know, for yeah, there's a lot of F there. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It gets weird. It gets weird. Um, so, oh a couple of announcements, I think, before we get into uh, everything, um, and just to share this with you, uh, with the summer pretty much, you know, here because it's officially May. Um, and for those who um, you know, Star Wars fans, hey definitely that's that this is always our favorite week right um there's a lot that i've been thinking about for ars as a whole so you know like the website and things of that nature so folks for you listening um there's a lot of things we've been working and discussing discussing in the background um but definitely we appreciate you for listening and before we even begin want to thank you for your listenership if you love what you are hearing definitely please subscribe if you're on apple be sure to give us a five-star rating if you really enjoyed what you heard we appreciate you uh we are going to be looking into a way for folks to reach out to us so questions comments there is a current way you can do it and that's always to hit us up on facebook you can find the anime rest stop on facebook we have a facebook page you can also find us on twitter if you don't want to go through the hassle of you know looking through facebook i mean we're not that hard to find but you can always hit us up on twitter uh we actually run it uh chris and myself we actually do run the twitter so we're always paying attention um also mr rose he actually is watching as well so if you ever have questions you or your comments or um just want to you know just want to say hi you can always do that and make sure you follow us on social media as well uh because we do appreciate your following and that's where we make a lot of our announcements as well so you might want to get up on that uh good reason enough because we like i said we're working on some things um you know behind the scenes and trying to bring a little happiness to uh, everybody on the regular so 
Definitely make sure wow. you're following yeah. us. Yeah, uh, that's totally not the announcement I was going to make, but yeah, well, actually, it is. It is. Uh, and a couple oh, shout outs. <laughs> yeah, got a shout couple. Out. Got a couple shout outs too. Um, before we really get into everything, let me go back here. Um, because one of one of our followers had hit us up and was like combos don't stop and we do have an episode that is all about that actually and um that hasn't it hasn't been released yet but definitely want to shout you out also want to shout out crazy cat lady who's also one of our members (laughs) uh but she calls herself crazy cat lady on twitter so if you're listening thank you um, Thank you. We get we yeah, we definitely we're definitely going to have her on soon. I've been um, thinking of ways to get do it, so that's going to be fun. Um, going to have and we're going to have um, Rachel back. You know, Rachel's uh, really awesome, so we're going oh, to have Rachel back. Uh, got a lot of got oh, a lot yeah. of things. Um, but God dang it, shout out and trying to go through our stuff. Um, but if you're listening and you happen to shout out combos, don't stop. You know, you you definitely get the shout out from us. We too, truly do appreciate you. And folks, that's an inside joke, but we're going to be uh, sharing one that episode sooner or later. So definitely stay tuned. Uh, and that was Eric who actually did that. Eric, you're, you're dope. Oh, uh, yes, Eric is a <laughs> classic. <laughs> classic for that. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> It's a funny story. It's a funny story. Uh, but let's not talk about it too much because someone's going to be like, what are you talking about? Just tell us. Like, no, we got an episode. Trust me. Just wait on it. There's, it's there's, coming. there's an episode for that. It is. That. It is. Oh, oh. and also, um, I dropped a, I had dropped the ball this week. I was doing so much. But speaking of Rewind, um, they f- concluded their uh, Project Echo uh, review. So if you are a Project Echo fan or you've Never heard of Project Echo. Um, definitely make sure you check out the ARS 45 rerun. You can find all the episodes on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's available. Definitely go listen to it. Uh, it is something to really marvel at. I love Project Echo. Um, so just a quick little shout out for that because I didn't get around to it on Twitter. But um, if you're ready, Chris, man, we got some we got some news. Uh and I'm, I'm ready to get into going it. On right now. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. It is. So let, let's let's get into it. It's a lot happening in the uh, video games right now. Yes, there's quite a bit happening in the world of uh, video games. Well, one, many have been released despite the uh, current state of affairs. Uh, the other half is with uh, some of these releases. Uh, one has been, you know, a hot topic for debate. And has gone back and forth lately. Uh, we'll get into that one uh, in particular. We've actually covered it um, a few times on uh, Ticking Bit Sushi. Uh, but I think the most um, the, the the most polarizing um, topic is the cancellation of Evo 2020. Yeah, um, that has yes. Um, so for those who some of you may actually know, if you're listening to this podcast. Some may not know, but for those who don't, Evo, or Evolution, uh, is the biggest fighting game tournament uh, in the world. It's basically the equivalent, it's the fighting game equivalent to WrestleMania. So any 
uh, person within the FGC, any uh, gamer, Street Fighter player, uh, Mortal Kombat player to a point nowadays, um, all roads lead to EVO. Um, you have other tournaments, of course, like CEO and Combo Breaker uh, throughout the year, but EVO is the, the big event. Well, up until this year, with current circumstances, um, EVO uh, usually is held in Las Vegas. Of course, Las Vegas has been drastically affected by um, current events uh, with the uh, COVID-19 that has uh, hobbled it. So as a result, um, as time went by, EVO was still to a point dedicated to holding the event and just awaiting approval awaiting matters to to uh, subside unfortunately that was not the the case so um, as a result Evo in its form has been canceled uh, but it will be replaced by an online event um, to, to balance things out yeah and there's that- quite a few uh, articles abound for that yeah that that's um the article I, I- I pulled up um, Screen Rant as of uh, yesterday, May 1st. I did a uh, article um, and I had a little, I had saw that and I was like, oh, let me let me get this because this is, you know, updated. But as of right now, um, they haven't determined any um, they haven't determined any dates, per se, for the online event. Uh, and, and with good reason. And I think also. Uh, if they do this online event, this isn't in the article. This is uh, just just my opinion looking at it. If they do this sure. online event, um, I'm going to say that more than likely it's going to be something that they, they thoroughly research to where they don't have a situation where players participating in the online event can't do to server issues internet connection things of that nature um as we've seen because you know right now a lot of people are doing their competitions live because you know well hey we can't be outside so um they're streaming their events yes yeah so yeah well good reason (laughs) with a very good reason so because of that um you know you're having all these um you know, you're having your audience view this online as opposed to being able to see it live themselves. Uh, so not to say that they won't succeed in this. They will. It's just when you have a, a huge event, a huge crowd, you got to, you know, be careful because the last thing you want to do is pay to watch this online event. And then you can't because of streaming issues. That sucks. So we hope this doesn't turn into a PR disaster. At least that's, you know, my thing is just. Uh, more power to them for doing that and saying, "Hey, we still want to keep the spirit alive." So, hopefully, it turns out. Is you know what's really sad about it? This will be the first Evo event that I actually would be able to go to, quote unquote, go to wow. if it's a if it's an online event. You know, well, I can just oh, go wow. stream right, like I could just stream it. Um, and it's it is really is 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 really disheartening uh, because. You know, summer is the the biggest time for, you know, anime fans, video game fans, and we are now having to. Geeks overall. Yeah, yeah, like not not just that. You know, for those who like music festivals, it's a lot. It's a lot that's been canceled, but 
Um, I'd rather I'd rather be able to go to these events next year than to have to watch from you know some distant plane or whatever you know spiritually. Okay. Very, <laughs> no, no, no. Very, very, very accurate. Um, filthy casual. Um, it's it's a lot that that's happened with that. You say about keeping the spirit alive, and certainly though uh, made a statement to that effect. And this, this is you know from uh, a quote of theirs on their site. Um, that of course, uh, due to COVID, we are sadly canceling Evo 2020 at Mandalay Bay and funding all purchase tickets. Uh, but to keep the Evo spirit alive, we're bringing the event online this summer. More information coming soon. Yeah. The health and well-being of our community is our highest priority. We hope everyone stays safe during this time. Evo, the Evo team. So that's you know their official statement as it relates to matters. Yeah. Um, of course. Prior to uh, the announcement, they had locked in uh, their roster for um, this year's Evo as far as uh, the games that were going to be um, displayed. And, of course, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate was uh, going to be main event, as always, uh, since it's been out. It's, it's been a solid winner. And other fighters to be um, included in the midst of that. Um, Dragon Ball Fighters, Samurai Showdown, um, Street Fighter Five, Tekken Seven, Soul Calibur Six. Um, apparently, Under Night and Bird's um, latest um, incarnation was to be included. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus and uh, the return of Marvel vs. Capcom Two was supposed to happen this year, and still, um, you know, was slated on the roster. But of course, now they're going to have to they're going to have to readjust plans because of uh, the current affairs. So. Um, quite uh, an insane time. I think what's also um, insane about the timing of this, uh, this came right after uh, Low Tier God and uh, Cerroblast had their uh, back and forth uh, that really got into a lot of um, heated words, a lot of transphobic words exchanged uh, on stream. And um, Evo... I believe uh, Evo and a few other um, attorneys uh, decided to ban those two because of that uh, that outburst, apparently. Um, so it's kind of funny how, okay, those two got banned in that manner. And, of course, we, we roll a week or so later, nobody's able to go to Evo. So it's um, kind of a, a, a crazy way it goes sometimes. Yeah. And... Um... We wanted. I know uh, the um, one episode we recorded. We were going to talk about that. And, um, we just didn't get a chance. So I'm glad we were able to highlight that to on this episode. Uh, on honest, honestly, I don't. I don't think it's a miss for Evo. I'll leave it at that. That's, that's <laughs> it. I mean, unfortunately, it's like anything else. I mean, you have. Um, you know, it, it's just, you know, these kind of things happen, particularly, you know, when you have a natural disaster, you have to, you know, follow accordingly. And Evo did the right thing. Um, I mean, especially when you, I mean, frankly, the NBA is canceled. So that kind of tells you the story here. Um, uh, I'm out of going on for the pandemic. But I, didn't for, mean, for, I didn't mean but, so much. To, yeah, I was going to say it wasn't the pandemic. Oh, no, no, I was going to get into that. I, I was going to get into that. As it relates to, to, to those two, it's, there's, 
there's such a thing like there's there's good people there's there's good people there's bad people and then there's crazy people and especially for one of the two parties involved there's been a history there so it's it's best to leave it at that and um you know i think if anything um it, it's my understanding the two were banned not just from evo but a lot of uh attorneys that you know essentially are capcom events particularly those that involve obviously street fighter like the capcom pro cup um that they will not be participating in in that form because um you know people aren't going for that kind of uh behavior um it's just it's not tolerable it's not cool it's not you know and as stated you know it's it, been a, it, it's been a thing of, of one of the two parties for a while and you can argue okay well this was kind of uh, you know wasn't this a thing back in the heyday of arcades where you had trash talk that would go places and I mean for for me and certainly um, one of our members would um, a little more knowledgeable about it it's like a tale of two cities for us for me, I always resided within the um, arcade scene that was a little more, a little more pleasant. It wasn't quite urban, uh, so I never had to go through some of the madness that you know the harvesters had to go through, or Fuchzilla's had to just encounter just in spots. I've never had to like experience that. So um, the most trash talk was mainly to the game. And that's it. It never really went to like personal, um, personal swipes, or yeah. you know, talking about people's gender or race or anything of that sort. Yeah, not I, not for me anyway. Yeah, I've never, I've, I've never had that. Um, the most I've ever got is uh, just an online comment after like beating somebody. It's just like, oh yeah, well that's nah. the only time you really encounter yeah. it. Is for me too. It's like online that you, you beat someone and you know that the internet being the internet um you know you hide behind your screen name or whatever and you can send you know some horrible stuff to people's inbox if you're like a sore loser um or, or know, worse that's the worst stuff. or worse swatting because <laughs> oh yeah know, swatting that was, is, yeah, it's, it's that was a thing for that was a yeah. thing for a bit um which, yeah, yeah that i know a, that a lot for fps too Oh, oh yeah. yeah, definitely for SPS. For that that it was it was more yeah. about uh, it was more on FPS um, shooters than anything. Um, oh yeah, that 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 got to a point where it got nipped in the bud. Um, after the after the first oh, yeah. time, it was like, okay, you know what? This is just not going to keep happening. If you're swatting somebody, we're going to find you. You're getting locked up. You know, yeah, that's that's the worst for FPS side. I mean, yeah. fighting games. Worst of it back in the day was, especially depending on the type of area you were, um, type of arcade that you were visiting at the time, that um, you could actually, um, you know, Street Fighter 2 would become Street Fighter U. And uh, real quick, like if, oh, well, I have an issue with you. I lost in this match because you're, you're better than me, and I feel personally insulted. Therefore, I'm going to attack you. And in the attempt of trying to attack someone, Usually, a person would throw a punch square in the jaw, yeah. just like the opening to Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, I'm so that's that's there you go. It's it's 
it's that kind of madness there, uh, which is kind of funny. And I, I think this is a shout out also to um, uh, a show that we have brought up before, which you know it's originally a manga turned anime, and that's a uh, high school high school girl actually covers uh, some of that. It covers like the the old school gaming scene up. And it's actually quite enjoyable. You get to see what arcades were like in Japan in the heyday. You just and they differ too. I need to actually yes. check on my uh, Animal Crossing game because I got arcade machines ordered. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, speaking of which, is a lovely segue. Since you're, since you're talking about Animal Crossing, are you still playing that? I So here's the thing. I left the game alone for two weeks and I regret it because I realized I was missing out on items that I could buy because they, it changed, it wrote, they rotate out uh, each day. So I actually got back into the game uh, playing with my friends and I'm thinking, crap, I got so much to catch up on. And now they have the new update where uh, your museum is getting updated with a cafe. You can also now start collecting art. And some of the art can some of the art is real, some of the art is fake. So you have to actually be careful what you buy. And per of an article yesterday, the fake art, some of it, or if not all of it, actually may be haunted. So you can mess around, put some art up in your house, and uh see a shadow on the back of it or the eyes follow you. Um what I'm really hoping is that there will be a DLC where they can make your house even bigger. Where players will be able to get an even bigger house. Because then I would just have nothing but a room filled with artwork. Uh, which would be great. Uh, but none of the haunted art. I found out apparently that if you have a TV, like the wall-mounted TV, um, and you play the game around 3 a.m. in the morning, uh, there will be an alien transmission that you'll see on your television. Uh, I'm not staying up to 3 a.m. to to try this or waking up at 3 a.m. to try it, but that's what I've heard. So I I heard that and I thought, listen, I don't play Animal Crossing to deal with aliens, zombies, anything that has murderous intent. Unless we count my friend who will chase you around her island with an axe. Uh, (laughs) Wow. So as far as I'm concerned, Keep that stuff off my good Christian Animal Crossing game, okay? <laughs> That's very different from the Animal Crossing you were telling me about, because um, it's my understanding it's always been a peaceful uh, game. Um, just with planning it, stuff it's and a, it's a very peaceful, and it's jobs a, and just normal life it's stuff. A very peaceful, it's a very peaceful game. They just put these little funny in, these little funny elements in the game. I realized that I didn't finish the one little quest I was supposed to do for that ghost. Ah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but, um, yeah, little, little Animal Crossing tidbits, um, aside from the whole turnip game thing that's been going on, you know, if you need to make your money, make some millions, you gotta slang turnips, uh, what else is there? Uh, Nintendo, you know, of course, this is, this may be news for some. Uh, if you're just getting to Animal Crossing, uh, Nintendo released a patch that reduced, in the, well, in the new update, in the patch, uh, there's actually been a decrease in the interest that you get 
for the amount of money you have in your bank account. Now, the for the players who actually were not time skipping um, or using the dupe method, which has been patched out. That got that got patched like the very next week after the game had been out for like a couple days. Um, Nintendo decided to, in effort to top people, stop people from time skipping, they actually reduced the interest because what you could do before the patch was you put a hundred thousand bells in your bank, right? And then you turn the clock forward, like I mean, almost a good couple months ahead. And what would happen is you would get all this money from time skipping. Now, for those who were doing this, the problem was you could potentially have roaches in your place. Nintendo has it in the longer you do not play Animal Crossing, the more stuff that happens. Starting with villagers leaving, um, there being weeds everywhere, or roaches. If you get roaches, sure. you have to kill them. And until you kill every single roach, they will keep coming back. So just a word to the just a word to players. You don't want roaches. If you're time skipping, try to keep that to a minute, balance it out, be careful, make sure you're logging in and doing stuff. Because if not, you'll end up with roaches. And you don't want roaches, right? On top of on top of ghost aliens, you don't need roaches. You know. But anyway, well, the ghosts aren't going Very anyway. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> and, and it Very is. Involved. Ghost hunting and, roach and, and, and exterminating roaches. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Animal Crossing, you have to have patience. So if you're, because we I was just talking about this of one of our members. If you're going to get this game, you can play it at your own pace. But realize, too, that you're playing at Nintendo's desired pace if you are not time skipping and things like that this is a game that's meant to be played over time actually for the life of your system so as long as you have this game you will honestly always be playing it animal crossing does not stop it keeps going and with the oh just it, like combos just like combos combos, like combos don't stop well let's not do this because if we mention it one more time we're going to have to tell about the story on this part this episode because <laughs> at that point we've mentioned it so many times and somebody's gonna be like all right what's the inside joke um but yeah the game the game keeps going uh i'm looking forward to more dlc and i have to say that i'm enjoying it but uh i've been playing more so persona uh, I've already beaten Royal and I'm already doing my second playthrough. Still have not touched Final Fantasy 7 Remake. And that's my oh. story. That's my story. Um, and real quick, because I don't want to be hogging up all the, the air here. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Persona Royal and I love Kasumi. I, I, I have to admit, at first I was just like, mm, I don't know. Uh, but. Yeah, she she's she she's become. I had to recognize her. Senpai noticed me. Senpai had noticed. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to drop anything here. But there was. I remember before the game came out, they mentioned that Kasumi likes Ren, which is the his second official canon name. Because there's two now. Um, whatever you decide to go with, it's either Ren or Akira. Whatever you decide. But, um. They mentioned that, you know, Kasumi likes him, you know, a bit already. But as I played through the game, 
I realized just at first I was like, man, they really leaning on thick with Kasumi. By the end of the game, yeah, she, yeah, she she's uh, I, I'm people people get mad about it because they used to I didn't know this at the time, but there used to be an argument of who was the canon girlfriend. I don't know how anybody could play a royal and not see what I'm seeing. But in my opinion, and I'm going to put it out there, in my opinion, because, you know, people will be like, well, no, I'm going to sit on my mountain and I'm not coming down. Well, the mountain I'm sitting on, and I'm saying it here, I've said this to uh, a friend of mine who actually likes Persona. Kasumi is the canon girlfriend. Now, people like canon would mean, okay, well, is it a manga? Is it anime? Because you're not canon. Okay, so you know what? Maybe not the canon girlfriend, but from what Alice has developed, they're looking to make her the main girl. She is the main girl. That's what that's what Atlas is saying. She doesn't have to be the main girl for you. It can be An or it can be Makoto, most people. Um, Futaba, if that's you, to me, she's like the little sister, <laughs> or for or for those who like Haru, or I don't know, maybe some of y'all chase the Cougars, you got the teacher. <laughs> but, well, I did my first playthrough. Uh, you know, actually, on this. Vives en Virginia. Si recibiste la vacuna contra COVID-19, sigues estando protegido. Este otoño, estaremos poniendo dosis de refuerzo para ayudar a prolongar esa protección. No olvides que el Departamento de Salud de Virginia sigue siendo tu mejor fuente de información sobre el COVID-19. Para saber si puedes recibir la dosis de refuerzo y programar una cita, visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Este es un mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense playthrough i just dated the big three that's what i did i just dated the big three on makoto and kasumi just dated the big three and um there <laughs> and it was funny because uh when Ren got busted man <laughs> when Ren got but right before Ring got busted uh there's a there's uh you Brenda's hanging with uh, Kasumi and Kasumi says something you know like she's getting ready for the competition but then Brenda's like wait what and to me Kasumi wasn't just talking about her competition because she's a gymnast she's not just talking about her gymnast competition she's talking about the competition between the other ladies for Ren so yeah so yeah to me she's 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 the one um whether you like it and whether you like it or not and if you get one if when you see her persona especially when it's max rank and not met 10 i'm talking about rank 11 because you can get rank 11 um her persona does something very interesting when you go to use an ability so yeah uh so 
for those who haven't played yet definitely i'm not going to say any more than that once you experience it for yourself uh but that's where i've been at so i guess sometime around before cyberpunk comes out i'll get to final fantasy i promise well some good times too because uh, ironically enough you, you bring that up i am playing final fantasy 7 uh remake and um you know it's kind of funny there used to be this whole thing because you talked about Kasumi being best girl and uh persona so there used to be like the whole back and forth of tifa and uh Aerith. that whole who's better and, uh, and occasionally somebody will bring up, you know, Yuffie's in the game too. So since then, you know, apparently there's, there's you know, that, that debate has changed. So you have uh, another, you know, wife. Well, you have a, a female character that's in the game, but it was in the original. But she was barely a character in the original. She's barely around. Mm-hmm. Now she's a full fledged character, and there's devotions to her across social media. Everyone's like, "Yeah, she is best girl by and far above the other two. And who is this? She is best girl, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, I've everyone's seen the- like the Church of Jesse. I've seen the memes. I've seen the memes. I've tons of them, tons of them. So, if anything, the remake did well. It certainly gave. Um, you know, the the the, the Avalanche uh, Trinity, a little more character. You know, with her wedge and um, and uh, the the straight man there. Um, but certainly Jesse is is has won a lot of the male fan base by and far. Um, just her straightforwardness, her just just her whole approach. Just she is direct and to the point. She does not care. <laughs> Damn. She does not care. She is direct and to the point. I can't wait to see so, this. I can't wait to see this. So, yeah. what, what's what's Cloud's reaction to it? Uh, Cloud has just been trying to do his job. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse keeps insisting on certain questions. Oh wow! Questions pertaining to his relationships. <laughs> wow. Jesse has won the crowd because of that. That direct, straightforward nature of her has won the crowd as best girl of uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, remake in this in this form. So, um, you know, very surprising stuff. The game itself is um, is impressive, and I'll I'll leave it at that because I'm certain uh, with the next coming episodes of Sticking to Sushi, um, there will be talk about this. Um, yeah, I- there will be discussion about this. Uh, I may not be here for those discussions, but I will certainly be there in spirit, listening into the madness that uh, befalls the uh, the podcast. <laughs> I have I have already started with uh, Kasumi. Uh, I'm I'm so team Kasumi. It is not funny, man. I I didn't I didn't expect that. I thought they were laying it on thick, but by the time I I got to uh, the end of the game and beat it. It it just it was like wow man, and I felt so I felt so bad because it was like dang, I didn't think I was gonna feel guilty with the whole with the whole big three. Now it's like, ah, I gotta do a second playthrough anyway. All right, let me go ahead and get unlock the best girl um trophy and all that stuff. So 
that's what I'm aiming for. That's definitely what I'm aiming for. You know, but yeah, well, it's gonna it's gonna be some madness. It's gonna be some madness. And speaking of uh, such madness, uh, another game I've been playing is four twenty eight Shibuya Scramble. This came courtesy of um, a uh, a big sale on um, on uh, PSN. So what is and four twenty eight? Well, Shibuya Scramble is a game by Spike, uh, developed by Spike uh, Chunsoft. It's a it's a uh, novel. It's a it's a uh, you know a novel game, uh, essentially. You know, kind of like a you know sort of a light novel uh, game. You pretty much play through scenarios and choose different paths for your characters. And uh, essentially, this game uh, plays a it, it plays a big role as far as. Um, it's tie-in to Kanan, because this is the prequel that gave us the Kanan anime. Um, one of the many endings that stems from this game, because there's numerous endings that you can get from this game, the different paths you take, uh, whether you choose the detective or you choose um, the, 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 the urban straggler who's like, you know, trying to find himself. And there's various other characters. There's even a mascot character in there. <laughs> Guy wow. in the giant cat suit. I'm reading yes. it has over 50 um, endings. There's se- several endings out of it. Um, and, you know, there's good endings, bad endings, true endings, false endings. One of the endings was a concept uh, from uh, anime studio B-Train, known for noir. And uh, a lot of the uh, Guns and Girls series of stuff. Noir is one, Avenger, um, El Cazador, De La Bruja, among others, and um, and Type Moon. Type Moon's known for the Fate series. Uh, so these two collab with the game to develop a, an ending. This ending essentially brought about this anime later on uh, called Kanan. And Kanan is based on the events of... Um, 428 Shibuya Scramble, which at the time when the anime came out over here in the States, the game wasn't available. We just learned, oh, this is based on a game we never got over here at the time, which, mind you, the game was on um, was on a different platform. I believe it was on, goodness, I believe it was on, uh, it was on previous gen systems. I want to say it was on PS, I want to say PS3, and I want to say the Wii as well in Japan. So it was a very much an exclusive to Japan. We didn't get it for many years until now. And just playing through this zany game and uh, just the scenario of it and just watching the characters, just reading about and following it, it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, I'm pretty new to the novel games as far as just playing them and just going through it. Just, you know, because uh, in the words of the Harvester, I'm going to do all that. I might as well read a book. But, you know, looking at this, it's a very rewarding experience. So I, I, I did 428 uh, Shibuya Scramble. Nice. And I, recommend it, too. Nice. I, um, you know, it reminds me of um, Life is Strange. I had never really played a game like that before. So Life is Strange was my first. Life is Strange uh, was my first first uh entry into playing um novel type games where it's basically you're just watching you're just watching the story and you're making these choices uh 
And I, yeah. know, I know for some people, you know, they're like Harvester said, it's like, you know, I might as well, you know, read a book. And it's like, well, I like movies too. So it doesn't have to necessarily be like, um, you know, like, hey, you could just might as well read a book. No, because think about how many movies you watch and you wish you could tell the character not to go down the hallway or open the door or go to this one place, right? So you right. think about it, that, that's kind of like it is. Now you got me interested in um, this. And right now I'm seeing that um, you can get it for 10 bucks. Actually, yeah. might just, I might just do yeah. this while they got the while they got the sale because um, that'd be cool. And I I like that because over fifty different endings. Wow, yeah, I could I could do yeah. that. That's cool. That's that's what's up. Um, anything else you've been playing, or has it just been Shibuya Scramble and Final Fantasy? Well, well I've been playing one other, and I'm actually willing to give a a, a you know a very a brief review of it. Okay. Um, and that is a game that we brought up before on the podcast, but since it's been out, and there's varying opinions of it, and that's Resident Evil Three Remake. Ah, okay, okay. Now, now for me, I have played the game twice, uh, both on normal and assist because of the arcade unlockable. There's a kind of arcadey element to um, Resident Evil Three Remake. Um. Looking at the game for what it's worth, it's enjoyable. Graphically, it's great. Gameplay-wise, it's very solid. Um, does it feel a little short in spots? Yes. Um, is it worth the mass criticism that it's getting? No. Now, a lot of the criticism comes from the fact that both, just like the original Resident Evil uh Resident Evil 3, back in 99, Resident Evil 3 Remake is essentially a side story. It's, it's, it's in the canon. It takes place before and during Resident Evil 2. And much similar to that history, Resident Evil 2, the original, is very beloved. Resident Evil 2's remake is very beloved. Um, Resident Evil 3 was always kind of a mixed vibe. Um, Still good, but a mixed vibe back then, and it's now mixed vibe uh, today. In that respect, um, to me, Resident Evil Three's remake is one of those examples. And mind you, Resident Evil Two remake um, kind of falls into the same element, where they're claimed as remakes, but they're slight reimagining, more so. Um, there's, there's more of a reimagined deal because the scenarios play out a little differently uh, when you look at their original games. In terms of Resident Evil 3's remake, um, a lot of the controversy comes from the fact they were developed around the same time. So it's like, why couldn't this just be a DLC for Resident Evil 2's remake? Then I would have felt better paying, you know, just a, a base price for an expansion as opposed to full price which, you know, $60, where most expansions for games are typically, what, $20 or so, give or yeah. take, like you're getting, yeah. So, to me, this game was worth a little more than that. Um, and there's still, I believe, more to be done there, even for the announced intent of Capcom wanting to remake Resident Evil 4, which, mind you, without Resident Evil 4's over-the-shoulder uh, style, we wouldn't have Resident Evil 2 remake for Resident Evil 3 remake. Um, 
as far as the game itself goes. Uh, the mechanics are good, solid to play. Um, if any comparison to its original title, I miss the shoulder block, but the perfect dodge is just as good as far as just giving you that John Woo feeling of um, dodging a zombie and then turning around at the right time in midstream of the dodge and firing off like perfect shots. You know, it's, it's an excellent deal, especially when you're fighting uh, Nemesis. Uh, of course, there's the complaint that, oh, Nemesis now is not as scary or frightening as, you know, Nemesis of, of the heyday. Just the, you know, the voice pitch is a little different because it sounds like uh, Nemesis is a little, shl- you know, a little slurred there. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. It sounds like uh, he's got like a retainer in his mouth. Sounds like a scorch, you know, instead of, um, you know, that, that hard voice from way back in the day goes, Dude. So people kind of miss that, but still frightening to look at. This, this creature is still fierce. Um, so there's like little complaints like there's Well, not little, but there are complaints like that from the fans. Um, but all in all, like any of the reviews go, and even this one, reviews are opinions. So my opinion is you got to play the game yourself to have like, to determine your own enjoyment from it. Yeah. Um, if you, if you want to be honest, and I would like to think as part of the ARS 45 podcast family, that uh, honesty is the best policy. So really the remake, you could argue haven't been that faithful since the remake of the first Resident Evil game. And that was back in 2000. That was back in the early 2000s on the GameCube with the first game. When the first game was remade, it's beat for beat the first game that came out on the PlayStation. The only difference is height and graphics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Still had the, the tank controls and everything. Since then, with the with Resident Evil 2's remake, which everyone loves, it, it plays more like Resident Evil 4. You know, more action-heavy, but still it manages to keep, you know, it's... It, it, frightening atmosphere, and 3 does as well, but 3 has always been, since the original, an action movie. An action horror movie. Because you're playing as Jill going through all this madness. But you know what I think, um, Filthy? I think just the the whole thing in a nutshell is um, Jill doesn't have the skirt, and people are mad about that. (laughs) Some people are are really angry about the fact that skirt is not featured. There's a skirt, but not a skirt. You know, one of these days... One of these days we gotta come up with I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. We just gotta come up with a top ten or a top twenty list. I don't like lists, but in this particular regard, I think we should do one. Top twenty five or top fifty things that gamers have gotten mad about in video, about video games. And I mean the most pettiest list we can think of. Alright. So Jill Skirt, uh, Gosh, uh, what else was there that um, 
that had people like there's a, there's a, huh? There's a couple. There's a couple. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of because uh, there have been so many uh, reasons. Like I'm not gonna play this game. Uh, there was traces behind. Uh, that happened. Right. Uh, oh yeah. For Overwatch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying. There's there's been so many, and it, to me, it's one of these things that. If it stops you from playing a game that you've been looking forward to, there's a problem. And I mean, granted, sometimes I get it, but I mean, it's usually rare when that happens. Most of the time, I don't I don't feel as though these things are that serious, but to each their own. Because people get mad about different things. And I'm thinking as long as they did not shout out, you know, racial slurs, you know, derogatory statements in the game. Or, you know, they do something that's super offensive. I mean, really, as a society, almost, uh, almost, most can agree on that that's a problem. I'm like, let it fly. Um and that's that's the problem I think with our fandoms, you know. And that's the, the whole that's the whole discussion on the um, for the, you know our regular show, which I think that we covered before. But yeah, um, people get mad about these things, and they'll they'll be like, "Oh well, I'm gonna give this game a a rating, a low rating. Like I'm going to review bomb this game because." You didn't include something you said you were going to include, so now the whole game is ruined. Like, really? The whole the whole game is ruined, despite the fact if it's on PC and uh, more likely you're you know summer PC gamers, you, you have your mod. So yeah, like meanwhile, so, yeah, the me, PC you have your mod. yeah, the PC community is like, mm, I'm just going to mod it. All right, moving on. There you go. <laughs> Meanwhile, meanwhile, you're playing on consoles. Like we just gotta live with it, bro. You know, uh, and I, I, I think that that, I think that because of the time that we live in, we got a taste of what can happen when enough people revolt on the internet. And it only yeah. took one time for a situation, which is kind of a segue into our next topic. It only took for yeah. one thing to change for the rest of the world to say, oh, well, we if we complain and yell enough, that's going to fix something. So you have people who will say, well, I'm going to go up on the hill and talk about Jill's skirt and maybe Capcom will turn around and fix this for us. That, that it doesn't work not like, like Jill. Yeah, gosh, it does not work like that, folks. But um, I have a question: What if it did work? Sure. What if it did work for a particular title that we've been talking about? It's perfect from going from Resident Evil, by the way. But what if it did work oh, yeah. in the case of Last of Us? Because it seems like Ooh. it seems like we've since February, okay, <laughs> since Catacon. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been, it's been nothing yep. but we've, we've been doing nothing but Resident Evil and Last of Us talk, and it is to the it is to the point now 
where it's right. Like, we were getting away from it. We're we not were getting away from it, and then oh. Then the news would keep updating. Things would keep happening in the queue to keep us back in. Maybe this is what happens when you actually have topics that people care about. <laughs> You're covering it. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, we've been in our news bag. I think if we keep this up, I think you and me, when this, pan- this pandemic goes away, we're kind of back to a, a norm. Uh, where we can go to big events i think you and me need to actually go and try to get uh try to see if we can actually get press passes and start going to some of these events like packs and things like that so that's just just a little side note because at this point we are really stepping into our journalism back and you start you started it now i'm just kind of following your lead really um Miley. <laughs> well, no, come on. If a fandom post, uh, so like you, you've been, you've always done coverage. So I think it's, it's, it's interesting because since we started this podcast, I'm like, man, we're really covering the news a lot, and this is, this is pretty good. Um, also, side note too, folks, that's why we're trying to get these at least when we're able to, we're trying to get these episodes out just as soon as we record them, so that way the news is fresh for everybody. So, um, we're trying that. We can't always guarantee it. But we are trying. So I think if uh, anything, start looking around the weekends. I think typically when we do this, it's either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Usually we try to, you know, shoot around um, Saturdays. But doing this, um, you know, we're trying to get everything out because we're learning this news and trying to report it almost at the same week that we're learning it. And this week, we not only well, find the out. the same day. Stuff yeah. will just happen the same exact day, like as yeah. we're recording things will happen yeah and we're we're like oh gosh we just did an episode (laughs) right but yeah well you know um because i was thinking about this this morning we talked about the petition all right getting and just getting back into it we talked about the petition that was going around a few petitions that were going around for last of us part two for them to release it so we get we get the release date and it's it's like oh my gosh, and they push go they pushed Ghost of Tsushima uh, to July. So now next month we're getting The Last of Us Part Two, and then following after that we're getting Ghost of Tsushima. And when we got the official release date, I said, wait a minute, it's coming out in June. And then I thought, oh my gosh, would the, did the petitions actually work? Did they actually work? Now, I'm pretty sure it was a business move. I'm pretty sure this said this was really about the money. This is really about this. Right. All right. And you know what? I can't totally say that. We know part of it was the money and part of it was the fact that they Sony could not afford for this game not to come out. It was too much riding on The Last of Us Part 2, including, you know, the fact that there's talks of a series anyway. So... They're not about to go ahead and throw away their chance to get the bag, especially with the PlayStation 5 being either up and down on the news, because depending on where you're looking, you're either getting factual information for the PlayStation 5 or you're getting speculation from fans who just want to start some shit. Uh, Side note, do be careful. Check your sources. 
Definitely, and um, on this podcast, because oh, yeah. if you think we're covering uh, The Last of Us and talking about Resident Evil a lot, oh, you just wait until we really get to consoles. <laughs> you think we, we talk about the same stuff now each and every other week? Oh, you haven't seen anything yet because um, it's a whole lot to do with it's a whole lot to do uh, with consoles. But I just thought about like, man, what if those petitions actually work? Uh, but um, getting back to it, uh, we get the news about the release date, but then there's news about the story of Last of Us Two getting leaked in this re- entirety, and there was a YouTube video circulating around. Um, you know, Sony did their thing, Nardog did their thing to get this stuff taken down, but the internet is forever. So if you are looking yeah. forward to The Last of Us Two, um, stick to this podcast because this way you won't get no spoilers because then you can get the information without possibly potentially spoiling the game for yourself. I know, shameless plug, whatever. Um, <laughs> and, and getting targeted by Naughty Dog in the process. Yeah, yeah oh gosh. Uh, so we, we find out because I, I shared the article with you um, early this morning. I, I don't know what yeah. what prompted me, but I just happened to find it. Um, and now, at first we thought, and this goes opens to a bigger topic that we're going to be discussing, but at first we thought, oh man, you know, somebody, one of the developers on uh, the illustration, somebody working in Duck Studios got pissed and said, you know what, you won't listen to the staff, we're just going to link the story. That's what we thought at first. But then there's an article right. that's saying, hey, Sony has an idea, um, and this was uh, Polygon had reported it, and uh, Destructoid had uh, did a summary. But it was reported that Sony knows who leaked it, and it had nothing to do with anyone in Naughty Dog Studios. They're not giving us any more information, but they know who did it. So, wow, yeah, it's it's and that's what they said. That's what they said. That's that's coming from from them that they know who did it, and it was an. You know, it wasn't anyone in their. Yeah. Um, it wasn't an inside era. job. Yeah, it wasn't an inside job. Um, I am. Now you know how some people perceive that. Now it's, we're, we're talking about this this era of um this, this era of information and misinformation that you know that you brought up so um eloquently. You got to check your sources, and so they're saying, "Hey, this was this was an outside job. This is not within our ranks. There's no disgruntled people here." Um, you know, now, of course, in the journalistic, uh, element, especially when it comes to, you know, the, the, the long forgotten thing of journalistic integrity, then one would more than likely ask, okay, is now, is this an actual fact or, or are you stating that to, is it a PR cover up that yeah, like, is it a PR right. cover up? No, and that's a very, that's a very good point. Um, now I, when I picked it, when I, when I shared the article it was from Destructoid, um, so Polygon was the one who we had reported the story. I had saw Destructoid, but I saw they they credited um, Polygon. So let me just jump over there and see. Sure. Now I could I could see I could see this, and this and this really opens up into the topic of um, the crunch culture, which we're going to be talking about today. I also pulled up an inter- uh, article that was uh, about two weeks old, uh, give or take. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right. 
right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Duchess potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I came out. Sometimes, yeah. Let me see. Uh, hold up. Let me see how old it is. Actually, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's a couple weeks old. Um, but there's another article now. I'm gonna get into just in relation to this. But um, you know, talking about the the crunch culture when the story first broke that Last of Us 2's plot and everything had been released, we speculated right then and there. Okay. Nine times out of ten, this has something to do with an employee. Because typically when these things happen, it's somebody that's in the studio who's pissed and said, well, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and ruin your sales. Um, because if we spoil it, people are going to know the story. They're not going to be interested in playing the game. Now, I hate to be the one to um, say this, but... That does not always stop people from playing the game. And in a lot of times, people are going to want to play the game because it's not just the story. It's the gameplay and the stuff that you can do. So somebody who knows what's happening is like, all right, well, whatever. I got to be able to see cutscenes. And if you show scenes from the game, that's fine. You make it a whole entire movie. That's fine. Somebody's going to turn around and say, well, you know what? I still want to do all the little puzzles and I still want to, you know, shoot monsters and I want to put the different weapons together and all this. And if they know what's going to happen, that's all fine and good. Some people might even like that because if they know what's going to happen, they may find a way to prepare for it, quote unquote, in the game. You know, like if they know you're going to have to fight somebody, then they're going to be like, oh, okay, well, you know what? Then I should try to have this and this. And that may, I mean, they can't do anything yet. The game's not out. But their way of thinking when they actually get the game is they're picking up on clues a lot better, you know? So, yeah, you might hit some sales. There are some people who are going to be like, ah, no, nah, I can't play it now. I know what's going to happen. Um, but if the game offers you a lot to be able to do, who's going to it's not going to stop anybody uh but going I mean, back it really is it really is because if you are die hard to play the game unless you know your your electricity gets cut off you're going to play it and then some of you probably got backup <laughs> generators just in case that happens <laughs> oh, <exactly laughs> which uh special shout out to you if you think that way <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, you know, I know switch. I know anybody with a switch right now. So, oh yeah, yeah. I got battery packs for days, buddy. <laughs> we'll make this work. <laughs> but, right. Uh, but, right. but this this does open up the topic of the crunch culture that we've seen in many industries. The video game industry being one, and oh, yeah. that companies will work their employees to the bone to 
get a yeah. game out in record time and time for release and it's to a point that people hate the game that they're working on this labor of love becomes something that they ultimately hate and we see this a lot like this happened with uh red dead in fact because rockstar has been in the news uh about their culture and actually in a couple let's see um screen rant did an article uh brian uh lover had uh wrote it and it's back in uh april 15th this year rockstar games employees say working conditions for grand theft auto 6 development have improved after Red Dead Redemption 2 Crunch was exposed. So Rockstar has been trying to improve it. If, you, if folks folks that were hyped for Red Dead, if you remember, a gorgeous game, beautiful game, loved it. Uh, an article came out uh, about a couple weeks after, I think, when the game had been out, that had exposed the conditions that employees were working under to get red dead out like just the pressure that you know is on the team uh and i think we may have i think we may have covered this before uh, actually i don't think this is old but with grand theft auto 6 um you know in the works uh rockstar did right. take precautions and f- if we did cover this well we're just going to summarize it because i think we did we over talked sure. about it so i'm just going to summarize it but um rockstar had been working on a way to make it easier for folks and now to think about maybe get my games mixed up um but when you have an article like this come out and the first thing you think is well shit this company is going to do whatever they can to silence um, their employees. It's really sad that it takes for the fear of public perception for you to start treating your employees better. And I think if you want to stop leaks from happening on a story or keep these articles from hitting, um, you need to really clean the house and not, and I'm not talking about, you know, getting rid of employees. I mean, but you really need to fix your house. Let's say it that way. You really need to fix what's going on. And it starts with being, you know, much better, treating your employees much better. Uh, some was like, well, you know what? No, I don't have to do that. I can just fire the people that don't like being here and tell them, hey, just quit. So then like they get that one person that says, well, you know, I'm really trying to start my career as a game designer. So they'll go to the studio you know and they'll they'll work in the the um those conditions because then they got that badge of honor you know um and it's really sad that these companies use that you know as leverage but that's what they do and it's been happening for the longest of time uh with uh when naughty when the article about naughty dog came out because i i looked into that uh it was very disheartening to hear that um that crunch culture was at naughty dog you know and of course for some people they're like well this is you know nothing new yeah it's nothing new uh, and to some of us it may is it may be nothing new but um it's sad either way whether you're just discovering it it's been going on a long time the the attitude that it's okay it's not okay that attitude is not okay in fact um for me it goes back to when we were talking about gamestop uh, who also is kind of a part of this news going back to last of us but um we'll get into that what i hate about this is that 
we they make these games, they put them out, they put the employees through the ringer to get these games out, and we buy them. We're happy, but meanwhile, the person who spent countless hours making sure there were no bugs in the game, the person who spent time, you know, doing illustrations um and mapping things out and everybody that's involved uh they go home and you know they're they're exhausted you know and they where's where's their thanks for that you know what i mean um or where's the where's their reprieve they don't they they may not even get that meanwhile we're happy playing the game and then or or some of us we're bitching because well jill's skirt looks a certain way you know, so I think it, it comes to us and it, it's the vote with your dollars, you know, idea, which we also know how hard that is because we can't protest a company without thinking what's going to happen to the employees. And unless the employees are the ones who start that protest, you know, we start protesting for them. But then we're hurting their pockets because if you don't buy a game of like, you know, like fast food chains, you don't shop, go to that chain, you don't shop at that supermarket, the employees who count on that money aren't going to get it, you know, because they are, they, the companies are not about to start, you know, shelling out some type of hazard pay, you know, or, um, you know, find a way to keep their employees, uh, you know, paid and fed. They're not about to do that. They're going to be like, well, okay, if you don't buy the game, we don't pay our employees. It's just what, and we're going to save our necks because we're just going to go ahead, lay them off. You know, or some of them are contracted. I actually used to work with a guy who when he um, he joined the com- company we were working for, he came from EA. Right? right. And right. they were contractual. It was a contract. It was a contractual. He woke up one morning and they basically said, hey, um, guess what? You're fired. Peace. That's how he ended up where we were working. It was like, yeah, they just basically told us. So uh, we woke up this morning, got coffee, realized we were paying you guys. Yeah, let's stop that. (laughs) You know, yeah, they got to save money somehow, right? Hey, well, it, it was it was it was also they had to save money from their perspective, from their perspective, yeah, they had to save money somehow, and and unfortunately, in doing that, there there is that that aspect that you talked about. There's this that that unfortunate, mean spirited nature that we see in the business, yeah, more and, often than and, not. And and to and to put this out there, just and and I and and folks, don't I'm not trying to defend EA, but we got we got to be fair. Don't know the total thing behind that situation, you know. Only thing I can say from what I was told at the time, this is so many years ago, is that he was, they were contracted. Terms was up. And instead of offering anything like a renewal, anything like that, it was just like, oh, hey, hey you know, contract's up. Okay, have a nice day. It's kind of like, um, you know, having a subscription. And um, instead of saying, hey, there's an issue going on with your subscription, uh, they're just like, oh, well, you know what? We tried to charge a card. It didn't happen. All right, so we just canceled. You know, we canceled your subscription, delete your game saves, whatever. Have a nice day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they don't give you a chance to fix the situation or they don't offer an a option for you to continue with things. Uh, but, yeah, if it comes down to it, if we're all protesting, it comes down to it, 
um, you know, they may take it out on it. They just may take it out on employees. Now we've seen where that's not necessarily the case. Uh, they get backed into a wall and they say, okay, well, we're going to uh, do things different again, actually using EA is a perfect example of that. Um, but that is, that's more, of, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that, oh, it's definitely in the game. Um, but it, that's that's when it comes down to the dollar. So how how is we as fans? How can we actually change the sin of it? Yeah, we could we could protest. We could do a, a change.org petition. Maybe um, there's things that we can do. But ultimately, I would like to be able to play a game and know that the people who work so hard on the game for it to you know end up in my hands. I would like to know that they're being taken care of well. You know what I mean? Um, and there's some of us who are just going to be like, I don't care. I got the game. It is what it is. If I don't get to play a sequel, well, oh, well, I enjoy what I got right now because I'm living in the moment. Uh, but I, I can't subscribe to that type of thinking. Um, I know you can't, Chris. I think that, that goes for all of the the ARS team and even our listeners. I'm pretty sure a lot of you really would rather hear that the employees are being taken care of versus them going through a whole lot of crap you know because they're like damn it, it, it takes the spirit out of wanting to play it then i mean well depending on who you are um you know but oh uh, totally um if, if this is not a that's not a it's not a rhetorical question um in that regard because i think we or is it because i think for most fans i think we know like as a collective you know what's right what's wrong um in that respect and, and how to go about it. I think for, and I think for a lot of the companies, particularly like the, the legacy companies, um, they kind of hedge their bets on their legacy because they've been around so long that, um, that essentially they have a generation of people who idolize them from way back when, and when banishment was more than likely different back then than it is you know, today, that people will work for them. So they figure for the mistreatment of a few employees that they can always have the next bunch behind them. So then they figure for those talented people, some of those talented people are expendable um, in, in, in terms of getting a product out. Because ultimately, uh, for certain companies, it, it's about the dollar because that's how you exist in business. Because it's not show friends, it's show business. Um, yeah. There is more of, a, of, a, of an element nowadays because of social media and everything that, you know, in, in the generation is changing. But there are fans that are more, um, there's more of a, of a legit concern for uh, employer, for, for rather employees, uh, you know, their, their well-being, their care um, in regards to matters. Because there is a... There's an element for some who, who may play a game or so from uh, a company that has committed said exploitation of some kind. There's a there's some guilt there. Like, yeah, I got this game, but knowing how it's made, I'm guilty about that. You know, supporting this because it shows that I support, um, you know, working people to the bone, no overtime, um, you know, all sorts of different, like, labor um, violations. Um in particular, um, you know, no minimum wage in some spots or restrictive, um, you know, waivers 
So it, it gets into that that territory for sure. And of course, the contractor element, where if you're a contractor, you're not going to have the, the full-fledged benefits of an actual employee that's there with the company. So there's that. Um, I think it goes back in ways, um, looking at it, it goes back to the to the whole canary and the uh, canary in the cave theory. Yes. Canary in the in the coal mine theory. So if you put the canary down down in the coal mine, the canary doesn't come back. Something's wrong. Yes. But you know, of course, those way back when, uh, and even those now that go through that, well, yeah, it's bad down there. But and and there are people, of course, who are experiencing experiencing some of the two being essential workers. That um, you know, I have to go in, even though it's bad. I have to go in. And yeah. so, in terms of game development, that's been a practice for a while, and now people are, are starting to to take notice of it. And it and it takes a PR disaster to make the companies notice, because the last thing any company wants is to be on the headline of um, of CNN or MSNBC or BBC as being a bad or Forbes. Because then that brand, or, yeah, or worse. And actually, in four, once you end up on Forbes, especially, especially Forbes, yeah, once you once you end up on, yeah, you end up on Forbes, man. Your investors who don't give one iota about video gaming and won't check these different things, oh, they'll be looking after that, right? Because here's the thing: people want to make money, but they don't want a a bad name uh, behind them. Pretty and much. and I think that, and, and I think that's why you know a lot of companies start turning about face on that when there's a threat of a of a PR crisis. Then it means okay, this is we legitimately have to, even though we were some of them. Yes, we were told of this. This was brought to attention, but we didn't heed it. But now it's getting to a point where it may be exposed. Okay, now we're going to have to you know start switching things of management to satisfying people to you know make this go away um when you know, stops even though everything around me <laughs> right that's right yeah that's right wu-tang said this a long time ago <laughs> um very true and it's still still true to this day um which is sad uh in terms of just based uh treatment of of, of people now at the same time uh for some of those you know passionate game developers and others I think the alternative for them and the alternative for consumers um, has been the indies. Uh, I think, um, you know, up until this point, I think the indies had been like a solid alternative, still is, um, you know, in, in regards to the traditional, um, you know, in terms of, in terms of the, uh, the large corporations. I think it's a, a, a alternative in that regard because at least you could be a startup um, and, and come together to make something, you know, unique or something yeah. just very fun. And yeah. I, I think consumers just have to do more of that, and that would tell the story as it relates to uh, to matters. Because uh, the crunch culture uh, has existed, that whole thing of making people feel the struggle, and I think I, I speak for, um, for some out there that the struggle has always been, you know, just survival, bills, food, especially those taking care of families and then finding your, your purpose and well-being, uh, the dream. Um, 
at the, at the same time, especially for those who are enduring some of those cool um, environments, if the dream that you, you sought after, you know, is, is really becoming a peril to your health and to those around you, um, to your relationships, that dream's not worth chasing. That dream's a nightmare. And yeah. you may have to make some some, some tough choices. And, and for some people, that's sacrilege to hear. Like, how dare you tell me to give up being a um, developer? I, I always wanted to work for Capcom or I always wanted to work for EA or I wanted to work for Konami or, you know, name your company um, that, that's been involved in, in some, some practices that have been questionable. That, um, you know, for years, how can you tell me this? Well, if it's affecting your health and your spouse is like, yeah, I'm gone because you're barely here. That is something you got to look at, that work-life balance. Yeah. You know, that's... Yeah, well, no, I agree. When it, when, it starts, when it starts hitting you home, when it really is starting to take a toll on your health, you know, it, you have to... And it sucks, but you have to find a way to achieve your dream without it destroying your life you know that that's when you have to have that real serious talk with yourself or your loved ones um and it's not yeah. easy but yeah you're right people will you know revolt is because you're 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 looking at it realistically at that point and um some people don't want that because they know it they know it and it, internally they know it they know it's killing them they know it's hurting them you know uh, they know it's but for some people that make their only shot in the business. For some people, it's like, yeah. hey, if I don't, you know, you know, for this, this is my only chance, like to be in, you know, gaming. Like, if I don't, like, I'm done. Like, there's no, I have no other alternatives or no other, you know, like I'm here at my dream company, whichever company that is. This is it. This like is, this is where I don't make I it either, here. I can't make it anywhere. Right. Like I'm either gonna I'm either gonna sink or I'm gonna swim. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is, it becomes a dual but die situation. That, but, but some of those developers have to get out of that mindset too. Yeah. And realize that there 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 can be a future out there, you know, for you. But you may have to you may have to go to an, a, another route. You may have, have to, to take um, yeah, right, yeah. and that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you're, you're, yeah. You're going. You're going to have to eat some. Right. You're going to have to. You're you're going to have to. You're going to have to brave it. I mean, and and this and we do this. We we all of us go through this. Whether it's your dream or whether whether it's just trying to change your situation, and it takes guts. It really does. Um, and I don't want anybody to hear listen to this and think we're 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 speaking from a a, a privileged standpoint. No. This is this is Oh no something, far from yeah, it. Yeah, far this, from is, it. this could be anything that you're you're dealing with. Whether you are just struggling to, you know, make your dream happen, you know, whether it's a, a, a college you're interested in, whether you're thinking about starting your own business, uh, or you just you just really want to get out of your your job situation it really all starts um with taking that first step and it's it's never easy everybody's situation is different you know you might want to start your own business but starting your own business might mean you have to 
sacrifice your time in the evening maybe you have to come home and start reading books on you know business planning and things of that nature it's not easy even as we're doing this podcast y'all would not believe what we went through just to get this started uh and we're still we're still climbing up it's a lot it's a lot that we could be doing um to you know bring you more content things of that nature but um you know it it takes a step forward and it's it's not easy It, it, it definitely isn't and it takes time uh, and sometimes really just even having the plan uh, to start in motion, you know, it's a lot. So I could only imagine what it's like for somebody to say, I finally made it after clawing my way up that mountain only to get to the top of the mountain and realize you're going to have to go back down to the bottom of it. And you're going to have to start climbing a totally different mountain. You know, um, it's not easy, but. Uh, like you said, we have to start somewhere, though, and we have to realize that our health and, and, and our, our, you know, our happiness are important, you know, and sometimes you, you really just got to go back to the drawing board. It's not saying give up on your dream. It's like, oh, no, well, you know, I was with this company. I got to try go for a different company. Uh, but the only thing I could say that I think may help. Or, or your own company. Yeah. Or, oh, or oh yeah. Oh, very, very. Um, hashtag Kojima. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, you have to you have to. And 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 I know folks are going to say, well, it's like you said, you know, it's, it's uh, not everybody can do that. You're right. Not everybody can. But I think everybody's capable. You just have to figure out what way is going to work for you. And you got to start with that. Um and we can't speak and we can't speak for these individuals that you know are going through this uh it is nice to see no. it is nice to see that you know rock stars changing the way they do things that's good to know uh i want to see you know more of that and i actually don't want to just see it be in um a headline i, I don't want to just see headlines i want to see people you know verified people that we can trust and i don't want just the the your average spokesperson i want that person who's been there for a while who doesn't talk to say something you know uh, because going back to media and things a lot of stuff can always be flipped and this is you know that's just a pr thing a lot of a lot of stories can be flipped um news can always be uh orchestrated in such a way and meanwhile we, you know we're we're blinded to the truth so um definitely i would like to see more of this and i would like to see more people speaking out when something's bad but i like to see people speaking out when something's good and uh again um uh kudos to cd project red because you know with cyberpunk because that is to me the biggest game of the year i know we had final fantasy 7 remake we had um we got last of us coming out go to shishima but let's be real cyberpunk is is the one in my opinion it's the one and cd project red has done everything they could to make sure the game is coming out they've um also found a way for um their their staff to continue working on the game uh and to try and limit that crunch you know so i think that that's the kind of news we need to see more of and i like when we see things like that because from these companies because that that it makes it even more exciting for when the game come out you know um also speaking of which uh there's an article that um came out recently about cyberpunk uh, 2077 and uh just a little tidbit um 
The game will feature nudity and illicit drugs and intense sexual relations. So mature content has been confirmed. I mean, now that's there's no there's no news that anybody's been following it. But for those of you who, hey, you're new to <laughs> cyberpunk, or maybe you just wanted to make sure that stuff is confirmed. It's been confirmed. Not going to talk about it a lot, but I thought I'd throw that in there for those who are waiting. Um, and we're talking, oh, yeah. and since we're talking about you know crunches. Uh, Ubisoft, because Ubisoft did their uh, trailer this week for um, the new Assassin's Creed game. Oh yeah, Valhalla. Yeah, they did their their new trailer, and um, you know, haven't have we ever seen uh, anything come out about Ubi's uh, corporate culture and how they they, how they Uh, do things? Well, I know Ubi's kind of waxed in some spots. I know Ubi will do a few things and then they'll kind of, you know, keep silent about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I know a lot of the news for Ubi, uh, especially in the past has always been like, yeah, you guys could have done better by, uh, beyond good and evil. Oh, but yeah. But then that's a, then that's a whole collective on that front. That's not just them. Because with the, with uh, the band, as well it's a, it's a gem it's yeah. a gem of a title well with the with the amount of studios that they have um you know yeah. they're different family it looks a little different for everyone for some it's mom and dad for others roommates who feel like family and for others it's your significant other their golfing buddies your children a high school soccer team starting lineup and oh look they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner really testing the limits of that phrase the more the merrier but no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again. It's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. Different teams. Uh, you just kind of wonder if, you know, if there's a, um, you know, a whole crunch situation going on. But, you know, it used to be where every single year we got an Assassin's Creed the same way we would get a Madden game. And after one, they released one game where one of the uh, the guards looked like a freaking monster out of The Last of Us. Uh, they stopped yeah. that. Like it, the glitches were so bad. <laughs> like they end up. I think that oh, game man. was the probably the cheapest Assassin's Creed game you could get um, when that came out. Wow. And um, I, I remember, I remember how bad it looked. I was like, "Oh, I'm glad I didn't pre-order that." And it was the game before Syndicate came out, uh, which I love. Syndicate, Syndicate was great, but um, yeah, they decided after that, okay, we're not going to release an Assassin's Creed game every single year. Which they right. did that so they could avoid the mistakes, but that also would speak to the corporate crunch, you know, the the, the culture oh, yeah. crunch within the studio because. If you were working yeah. on an Assassin's Creed game and had sure. another one in the clip for the very next year, that definitely yeah. means teams were, you know, the on that grind. Oh, yeah, they're switching people out. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. Like yeah. when you're doing a year to year and switching talent out, that's, 
that is a crunch in itself. And because you are able to do this and then get prepped for the next game yep. coming up. Without so, and, and and doing it without actually recycling the whole game like some companies, EA, like to do with uh Madden. <laughs> Yeah, right. so we're going to right. give you, we'll give you a whole Assassin's Creed game. Wait, wait, is that Enzio? But you said this was new Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Well, what's Enzio? Is Enzio a Viking? Yeah. Wait, wait, that makes no sense. All you did was put a Viking helm on them and give them an axe. It's a new game. Go. Buy it. <laughs> you know? There you go. <laughs> so, um,. I loved that. Put a lot of work into these backdrops here, so that's a new game. Uh, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. I've seen this backdrop before. Wait, wait, is this Origins? Yeah, it's in Egypt. That doesn't make sense. Shut up and buy it. There you go. It's like, well, who worked oh. on this? Who approved this? Oh well, my gosh. You, oh my goodness. Well, you know, uh, well, you know, Philby. Uh, back in my day, um, it used to be a thing where sequels, it'd be a while before you got a sequel. Used to be, but that unfortunately has changed so much over time. It, it used to be times that, uh, that fans would appreciate like the game they got and they would hope like, oh man, I hope we get a sequel to this. <laughs> and then when the sequel hit, you were so excited. Yeah, yeah, I you know no. that um, <laughs> I wouldn't use the phrase because that actually is a, a brand new uh, segment that we're adding on. But um, yeah, no, you're right. There used to be a there used to be a time where you got a sequel, and it was a long time before you got that news. And when you finally got the news about the sequel coming out. It'd be a long time before you actually get your hands on the sequel. Um, but, uh, yeah, that that's not what we got in this day and age. But to tell you the truth, I like that because it's really good when I'm trying to figure out what games I'm buying for the year. Um, and this whole this whole pandemic thing. Uh, and we're going to save we're going to save that for um, the other episode that we got coming really soon, folks. But um yeah, I I have to I have to say that knowing knowing what we're getting ahead of time helps with my planning uh, because there's so many games that come out in a year. And for me, this is one of those rush years when I'm buying more video games than I normally would. I think. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think of the average. I think on the average, it's usually maybe about a three, four three four titles at the most a year sometimes less um but that's that's changing now because of one um being a proud switch owner uh that so that's definitely added more to the pot um oh yeah definitely. with the playstation 5 coming out we're getting all our heavy hitters now uh and it looks like oh, yeah. it's going to keep on going because to tell you the truth I really don't see us getting the PlayStation 5 uh, close to the end of this year. I just don't see it happening. Um, especially when I'm talking about... Yeah, yeah, but everything going on, limited quantities, uh, I just don't see it. And also, I don't know about anybody else, but I've never gotten a PlayStation system on the first run. It's usually 
well into the year when it comes out later in the year where i actually get uh the new console um playstation 4 came out i didn't get my playstation 4 until maybe i'd say right before destiny was coming out maybe about three three weeks before the game was coming out that i actually had got the uh, playstation 4 so i feel like that's going to be the situation with five unless we were just talking about ubisoft if beyond good and evil 2 is announced as a launch title which is not because that one's going to be a cross-platform but if they say that a part of the next console lineup is going to be beyond good and evil and that's going to be across the board of course i would hope it is um that's the only way i I see myself getting it and checking the news lately i'm just not interested in anything beyond good or for beyond good and evil 2 unless it's a release date that's all i care about at this point i love that they're working on the game i'm really excited for it i want a release date (laughs) that's what i want i want a release date and not not only that not just a release date i want to be able to pre-order it you know so um but again because we're talking about corporate culture i can wait you know but um that would be the only thing that would prompt me to get um one of the newer consoles when they're released right on the deck that's it um unless it's that i'm pretty good i'm I'm pretty good with just letting this ride out um but yeah and and speaking of um releases and console crossplay and all that. The new Assassin's Creed game will be cross-gen thanks to Xbox Smart Delivery. That's a article uh, that released yesterday. Um, they're in the major um, in the majorly pro-consumer move. Xbox Smart Delivery lets buyers of games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla play across the coming generational gap. Yeah, so um, you can check that article out on Screen Rant, folks. Uh, Microsoft is Microsoft is starting to sway me. It's I've I'm really the corner. yeah I'm start I'm starting to really get interested in the next system, and I didn't think that would I didn't think that would happen. I didn't have anything against Microsoft per se, um, since their their customer service has started to change. Um, what what I was seeing and hearing with a lot of Xbox owners, so I'm starting to kind of starting to kind of like what they got going on. Um, the new Hellblade game, which is exclusive, um, that's going to be on their new system. Uh, that actually shot me in the foot, but at the same time, I was like, well, you know what? I would not mind on the Xbox. It's just the problem is is that unless they have exclusives. Um, that I'm interested in is not going to happen because the same games are coming out on PlayStation. So it really it's hard to justify. And I think the only reason I get it is if I have friends and I do have a couple friends that play on Xbox. So it would be worthwhile, but we just have to wait and see. So, you know, this is true. I mean, outside of Gears of War myself, I, I do miss uh, playing Gears of War. But, um, you know, nowadays with, um, other you know third person shooters coming up you know particularly like you know border breaks now available on um psn in japan um you know it, it i just need a little more you know reason to to buy a microsoft uh console just a little bit more but i think they're getting there 
Yeah. So, you know, so that I, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what comes of it for you, sure. You know, if, um, if I wasn't planning on getting cyberpunk, I'd honestly would be, I'd be up for the Xbox edition of that. If I wasn't already getting it on PlayStation. Um, but yeah, uh, they because there's a they they got a special collectors for that for those of you interested in cyberpunk and if you were thinking about getting an xbox system there you go um if you already have an xbox or you gotta you know if you already have an xbox but hey you know what you want to get the the uh, cooler looking one or whatever the case that's something to check out um but yeah, with the new consoles coming up, uh, we're going to have a lot of talk about about that. Um, the the games that are being released this year, some of the ones that we maybe have not talked about, probably get around to. Uh, and while we were recording this podcast, I actually took a look at um, what was it? The hold up, uh, being an RPG fan, uh, so Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Works. I had never played a Xeno. I had never played a Xenoblade game ever. You never played Xenoblade? Wow! I right. I did. I was fortunate to play the first one. I, first one was really good. I remember when it when it came out way back, and I um, I just didn't jump on board. I wanted to, and I, I just never got around to it. So a friend of mine convinced me to check it out, and so okay. I will probably be getting that. Uh, I'll probably be getting the game for the Switch, and um, yeah, and it's, it's all the of, extras and everything. Oh, you you jumped in at a good time. Uh, yeah, I'm, well, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going to. But um, we were talking about waifus earlier, <laughs> so before I actually yeah, we play, were talking about but before I actually play that, um, Sakura Wars uh, is on is on the list, Ooh. and. Um, New soccer wars. This, new soccer. Yeah, this, new soccer uh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it is. A, uh, it is on the list. I peeked up some reviews, and it's uh, it's been rated as a good game. They said it has it has its it has its faults, but you know, still worth playing. I was like, eh, it got mechs, and yeah, why not? Hey, it's a it's a dating sim RPG. Why not? All right, let's try it. Uh, I don't. It's a dating sim RPG with mecha and. Is a legendary series. Cyber Wars been around a long time. Now. Yeah, I it's been around a while. Yeah, I, 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 you know, and part of me at first I was just like, because eh. you know we were just talking about ratings. Make a decision for yourself. So right. I looked at it, what everybody was saying. I was like, all right, let me let me get it. And um, also because I like supporting Sega because I want Yakuza <laughs> Seven. So <laughs> it's like, hey, you guys need to bring that out here. And also, I noticed they're t- taking their time with um with that too. But what I like about Sega is that if you when you follow their if you follow them, you'll notice they're going to promote um certain they're going to promote a title for a bit. Then their social media team yeah. will change up and start promoting the very next thing. So right now. For those of you who are Yakuza fans, you got an Xbox. We were just talking about Xbox. Here it is again. Um, the Yakuza games, Kiwami games, they're coming out on Xbox. That is something that Sega's uh, been uh, announcing on their social channels, uh, RGG Studios. So um, I'm hoping that once that's done, we'll get information on Yakuza 7 
because I really do want that game. Uh, RPG style, I don't care. Even if they decided, well, you know what? We, we're not sure if fans really in the States are going to like it, so we'll revert it to the we'll revert it to the old school way. Well, they don't have to do that, but if they want to, I don't care. Just bring it out. Um, <laughs> you know, whether I get to swing two bicycles at the same time or I get to play the normal style, however they plan on doing it, just bring the game out. I would like that, but um, again, we'll see. Uh, it's a weird time, especially towards the end of the year, to be bringing anything out when the PlayStation 5 has got developers kind of going in circles thinking about how they're going to release a game if they're pushing something back. Uh, but um, right. PS4 is still going to be going strong even when PS5 is out. You know, it'll take a while. And uh, speaking of releases, um, on Play Asia, uh, there's a couple games that yeah. were coming out for the Vita. That I have to go back and look at, but still um, coming out for the Vita. Yeah, for the Vita. Yeah, well, (laughs) the Vita, and and um, yeah, and and the thing is that the the Vita has always had games. It's just you had to be willing to play imports. That's really it. Uh, and it's 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 sad, but um, honestly, the Vita became my import system. It, It really did. That's how I was playing import games. Um, right. I would love for companies to kind of pick that back up, you know, but um, the Vita just can't get ahead. And I I think even I think now uh, Nintendo's kind of buried the idea of anybody coming out with a handheld uh, system at this point because of. Yeah, because of the switch, unless you're willing to go toe to toe with that, you know, I, I just. Nintendo that hybrid of a uh, home and handheld. Yeah, and I and I and then kudos to Sony for trying. Um, but it just it's it's one of those things that they have a good idea. Vita was a really nice system. I love it. It's a really nice handheld system. The problem with it is that, and and I think uh, fans, a lot of fans uh, have said this, is that it's just the the games, you know. Um, they were doing the thing where it's like, okay, well, if the game came out for the PlayStation Three and sometimes Four, they had a Vita version, and I thought that was I thought that was cool, but at the same time, the features that made Vita cool, Sony wasn't utilizing those features enough. Also, um, the amount of games now, the Vita had gave me one of my favorite games for those who like, uh, if you're a fan of Monster Hunter. Soul Sacrifice was really nice, and it has a re- it has a really dark tone. I love Soul Sacrifice. You can only get that on the Vita. Soul Sacrifice is an awesome game, and the thing is, you can either your character can either be on the light side of things or on the dark side of things. And if you're used to playing a Monster Hunter style games, that's exactly how Soul Sacrifice played. Um, and you had to you had to make a choice on how you how you you know went through each area how you fought each monster um because based on what you do you would be possibly saving somebody or you would be destroying them for your own game and when i finally figured out you know how to really build my character i had done so much that to to fix all of it it would take a lot of hours of gameplay to really you know change my character around so it was either yeah keep playing or start a brand new game but 
Uh, that was a really nice title on the Vita, which they could have even made for console, but I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they kept it to yeah. the Vita because the Vita needed more games. So just if we ever see another system like that again from Sony, the hope is that they're going to really think about titles and really keep it exclusive uh, to help those sales and not just not just you know do exclusives but think of ways to really make the system pop i think that's what nintendo did with the switch and it just worked out beautifully they have a uh a handheld system that can be played you know on your big screen at home um you really have um you know options that you didn't get with you know handheld systems so if anything it's going to take Sony It's going to take Sony some real, you know, some real uh, thought and planning. But to be honest, if they just don't ever come out with another handheld system again, that's cool, too. Uh, most people know them for, again, the PlayStation the console. And that's what people are a fan of. And they're going that's going to continue to be the driving force. I think VR can just shut down, even though they're, you know, there's um, developers making use of the VR uh i can't i can't personally get behind it um again inception territory when if if, to honestly i feel like if you really want to be successful with vr it's going to have to be inception territory you're really going to have to make something that is going to also scare the freak out of people (laughs) but um yeah i just it's like a nice idea but to me it just no I, I can't get behind it. And uh, honestly, I'd be so afraid that playing a game VR would just not be the wisest thing, especially um, we talk about games like Resident Evil. Uh, kudos to you if you can actually play Resident Evil and use the VR system. I, I can't do it. I refuse to do it. <laughs> wow, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I can understand it. <laughs> understand it but no the, the vita definitely um has a great library it's basically the vita at this point is it's in the history books in the way that the dreamcast um has been where the dreamcast ended as a console but it still had uh, games that were coming out for it even though they were like real shooters a lot of real shooters came out for the dreamcast in its latter years mm-hmm. um it just has that um that sort of uh, legacy front as far as um, you know, fans and those that remember the, the, the not just the heyday of it, but still legitimately enjoy playing it beat for yeah. beat. So um, definitely looking forward to um, looking forward to uh, one, actually getting a Vita myself because there's a few import gems I'd like to play myself that are only on the Vita. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, um and 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 yeah, well, but you know what? Um that's how it started for me. I there were games on that I had a Vita and um I was buying games here and there. Shout out to uh, Persona 4 Golden. Um but of you know, eventually that library started to really grow because I was going to play Asia and find a lot of games I really wanted to play. And I think that, um, you know, it was a really great system. And and, and while it, and the Vita's only dead here, in, you know, stateside, 
not dead in Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, oh, no, uh, no, for no, folks who, folks listening, like, no, the Vita's same not. Way the same, same as the Dreamcast. Same, yeah. as the, same as the way the Dreamcast went. Same, yeah. same deal. Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's there still, there's still very much a lot of juice, you know, in Japan for these systems, even the PSP. You know, you go to, you. I could go, I went to electronic uh, electronic store in Ikebukuro. Go in the video game section, you got Vita games and you got stuff for the PSP. And and it was new titles that were coming out, so um, it's just here. It's like the market's different, so it's really trying to figure out that market. And it's it's sad. I mean, because Aegis uh, Thirteen Sentinels, uh, Aegis Rim, that is a game that originally was coming out on the Vita, and it was also going to be in the PlayStation Four. And they had decided to do away with bringing it out on the Vita. Um. And we still, speaking of that game, we still have no idea when it's coming out here. It's out in Japan. Sales have been great. We still have no idea when we're going to get it here. Um, and I'm a little, I'm a little sad about that because that was the title I was looking forward to. Um, especially for anybody that was a fan of front mission games like that. It's like, well, now you're getting, oh, yeah. you're getting a game like that. Um, you know, made by the same people who made Dragon's Crown. So. Uh, which was another game, great game that was on the Vita. I love Dragon's Crown. Uh, but, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Also, Yomawari, there were so many titles um, that were out so for many. the system. So if you if you had never got a Vita, you're, you're, but there were some titles on it you were interested in, if you can find it, get yourself one. Uh, I can definitely recommend uh, a few. Uh, it's it was, it, it was great handheld, still is. It just didn't get a lot of love here. It's what it is. Um, but hey, that's that's what happens sometimes, you know. Um, but we've been we've been talking for a while, and uh, we got a whole nother episode. We're getting ready to record from here. So, uh, uh, Chris, is uh, is there anything else that you wanted to cover, or are we good? I think we are uh, certainly good here yeah. at Fifteen Bit Sushi. I think uh, we summed up a lot of uh, really good things. If anything, we're looking forward to uh, hearing from you guys. Yeah, uh, hearing from everyone out there and uh, yeah. all over the the globe, all over the interwebs. Yeah, and I'll, honestly, um, so I got a poll question. If you don't mind putting this up uh, on uh, the the Twitter later today, um, sure. I want to know everyone's thoughts. If you knew a company was pretty much just trash when it came to the their the 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 um, culture crunch. Would you still buy a game you've been looking forward to? Yes or no? And this is it's no judgment. It's no judgment here. If you would still buy the game, cool. If you wouldn't, no. And we'd just like to just like to know why. Like if you would still buy it, like, hey, if you've just been like I've been looking forward to the game, so I'm still going to get it, or if you decided you would cancel. And we we've had, we've seen um we've seen the community respond and actually cancel pre orders. In fact, um, I'm trying to remember what game it was uh, that was coming out when, because um, I know Blizzard underwent Blizzard Activision un- underwent uh, a certain thing um, when uh, they had that whole I tournament. I think of a few yeah. pre-order cancellations, but like I know Tokyo Mirage went through its uh, cancellation based on content because uh, the content was censored. So okay. you know when they were bringing that back out. It was, was going to be brought out for. Um, I believe they were going to bring it out. They were going to bring it out for Switch, and P 
people in Japan because you know, they they decided to buy the Wii the Wii U version of it that's uncensored. And it's my understanding that whole thing went down, and you know refunds were uh, processed and apologies were made because okay. people could recognize there was a content difference in that. But hey, you took stuff out of this game. Okay. Or you censored stuff in this game, and I'm not going to buy censored content. Well, yeah, okay. Now, and and that and that definitely, that definitely, um, yeah, I, I totally understand that. Yakuza, for example, uh, took forever oh, for me to play a Yakuza game because they kept, you know, switching out the content. And I was like, no, one all, oh, however you were going to release it is how you should release it. Um, but I want to know in this particular sense, it's like, because now it's not so much about the content. It's actually just about knowing what went into making the game and you're finding out, let's say, you know, employees are overworked and all this other stuff. They weren't getting paid enough or whatever the situation was like we just where we've been talking about uh, on this episode, um, you know, that culture crunch. If you knew um, or found out, I should say, if you found out that uh, employees were getting fired if they didn't show up to work to finish um working on the game that you were excited about because of mental health reasons they weren't showing up and the company's like well if you don't come in you're getting fired fucking mental health shit either come in work on this game or don't come in at all if you found out about this would you still get the game or would you be like all right i'm canceling pre-orders so just want to know just kind of want to get everybody's thoughts and start some dialogue you know that's all so yeah. totally. Well, we'll, uh, we'll we will uh, post that up, and uh, we, we'll get some answers. Yeah, That'll be the plan. Yeah, you know. So it's been a fun episode as always, and uh, definitely we got uh, you know more content coming your way. So definitely make sure you subscribe if you enjoyed what you're listening to. Give us a five star rating if you can, or follow us on Spotify. However you listen to the podcast, and you know we appreciate you. Take care, everybody. Safe travel. Indeed. Safe travel. Stay inside. Don't go out unless you have to. Play video games all day. Do that. Do that. Because video games are awesome. And on that note, we are out. Goodbye. gathered here today to join Mike and Jill in holy matrimony. So they may file jointly this tax season. And you are? April from Tax Act, the tax filing software with the expert guidance to help you file for less and get more. Works for me. So, Mike, do you take this woman to love, honor, and get her a maximum refund? I do. Jill? Ditto. I now pronounce you married, filing jointly. I always cry at filing status updates. Tax Act. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See taxact.com for details. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.